in our community we needed to mesh the world together like not just be religious and poor or spiritual and have nothing of material um, possessions and not just be so materialistic that we don't have spirituality and so for me that's what spiritual and paid is it's still being spiritual connecting with the creator and using my connection with the creator to bring in the material things that I desire in a material world Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is Spiritual and Paid, How We're Going to Have a Mindset Shift. Do you constantly fall in the cycle of living check to check, and even when the checks get larger, your bills and financial obligations seem to grow as well, leaving you in a never-ending cycle of living check to check? Have you felt like you've that you need to work tons of hours and take on a second job just to get ahead? If you can relate to any of these above statements, then this podcast today is for you. Hello, Kier, and thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. I'm super happy to have you here to talk about what it means to be spiritual and paid. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about your journey and what it actually means to be spiritual and paid? So definitely. So my journey with money, it started at an early age. I really took on like entrepreneurship back when I was in middle school and high school. I used to do things like sell candy and do hair for people in the neighborhood and for some of my teachers and things like that. So my journey with money started then. And my mom, she was a CNA for a majority of my life. So as we know, CNAs don't really make a lot of money at all. So when I wanted things that were deemed expensive by my mom, she would always tell me, like, we can't afford that or, you know, we're we just not doing certain things. And I just never wanted to accept that as my reality. So I then had to, of course, come up with different ways to make money on my own. And so I started to make money and save money and just develop my own relationship with money. And I was soon, like, on my own at 17, and I got my first apartment and things at 18. So I started to have bills and responsibilities while I was still in high school. And so, you know, when you get your first place, you have to manage bills. And some people, that becomes very overwhelming for them. Um, A lot of people wait until after they're done with college or maybe in their mid to late 20s to jump out there and get their first place and start to manage bills. But I never really had anybody teach me those things. And so some of the stuff that I know about money, it just kind of came intuitively. But as I started to get older and realized that 
what came natural to me, like a lot of people didn't have an intuitive knowing about like just saving their money. They didn't have a plan. I watched so many people around me live check to check, not be able to afford the things that that they really desired to have and just become a product of their environment. Uh, an environment where most people weren't really making a lot of money and people didn't go on vacations and they just didn't do certain things that I knew that I wanted to do in my life. And so as I got older and transitioned into, like, corporate America, I ended up saving $50,000 at my last job, and I used that to fund my um, home health care agency, which led me into coaching because I got my first business coach. And it led me into the industry of coaching, and it was just something that I've been very passionate about really since I was like 17, but I just didn't know that people were out here making a business of it. And so then that led me to start taking on my own clients and helping them fix their relationship with money and heal childhood traumas and things like that. And that is how I got my business spiritual and paid. If that answered your question, I don't know if it, I kind of went on a rant there. <laughs> no, yeah, you did. So, Hello, girl. Now, you said that this living check to check, and I know a lot of people have been there. Can you talk more about how this relates to um, what you believe a limiting mindset? So living check to check, a lot of people think that when you're living check to check, like you're just flat out broke. And like you're just living in the slums. And that's not really the case because – I know a lot of people who have very large checks or they make a large sum of money. Maybe, um, you know, they are doing – I've had people that were dancers and just people who were working in corporate America and they were making – seven, eight, nine thousand dollars a month, but they were still living check to check because of the mentality. Like they never were accustomed to saving and as the checks get larger, the their bills get larger as well. So they get the right. expensive cars and they start to get the expensive purses or, you know, just live a different lifestyle, but they're not really creating financial stability. And so it's really a mindset shift because we have a lot – I know you've probably heard of people that go into the league and they make all of this money and then they get out of the league and they end up broke within a certain amount of time within, yeah. I think they say, like five years. That's because they've never developed a healthy relationship with money And even though the check got larger, their relationship with money didn't necessarily change. Or you find lottery winners that end up back broke within the first three years. And that has to be mind-blowing because if you've had this significant amount of money, you went from rags to riches kind of instantly. And that's that's what a lot of us want to do. But when they get the money, they don't really know how to handle that amount of money, and they spend it so fast, and just as fast as it came, it went, and that is about their mindset. So you really have to get into a process of undoing 
what your childhood programming, because a lot of us handle money like our parents handle money or like the people in our communities handle money. And the reality is is that in our communities, a lot of times nobody's really talking to us about money, and especially not in a positive way. Um, right. And I don't know about you, but I just heard things like money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, we can't do that. Or I watch people get tax money. Like tax time was a big thing where I grew up. Like people were so happy. I seen the energy shift in, in attitudes and behaviors, but only for the money to be gone within a month or, or two. And I thought that was kind of crazy. Yeah, definitely. I agree on that wholeheartedly, especially when you're saying, like, people handle money um, in ways that they were taught or how they seen their parents handle money. So if you notice, like, if you did have a spender in the family or, you know, that was your mother or your father picking up those habits, you naturally, you know, are a spender yourself unless you were taught otherwise. So I definitely can agree and see how, that can be. Now, people always talk as if you can't believe in God and want more. What does being spiritual and pay in that aspect really mean? To me, spiritual, when you're truly spiritual, you are paid because they go hand in hand. So I come from, I've been a part of extreme I don't want to say extreme religion, but I've just been a part of religious establishment where it's like, you know, we believe so much in God and we're praying all the time, but everybody was poor. Everybody was broke. And so for me, that sparked something. If we believe that, you know, we can do all things through God who strengthens us, then why can't we be paid? Why can't we have money to go on the vacations or to buy right. the things we need? Why is it a stigma that to be righteous you have to be poor? And I don't know if you've heard of certain things like, you know, the poor righteous teachers or the poor righteous leaders, and people will say things like, money's not important to me, and they would kind of shun the people who had money and kind of make you feel like it was something wrong with them, like they're being materialistic and that is right. not of God. But when we really get deep into certain scriptures, like most of the biblical characters that we know about were paid like they had means they had money and we talk about like heaven and I used to hear when I was coming up my grandfather um, he was Baptist I believe but I would go to church with him every every once in a while and I remember them um, on one Sunday talking about a sermon where you would go to heaven and the roads would be like made of gold and there's like these golden gates and everything they described was like wealthy and it's like hmm so I have to die to get wealth but live on earth and struggle and be poor that really didn't make sense to me because to me right as a even as a young child that told me that God was paid and right. if I if I want to be like the creator that means that it's okay for me to de- to desire to have money like money is not a bad thing and I think not 
all not in all religious establishments and not all in all churches and mosques and things like that, this is the stigma. But it's evident that in our community, we have churches on every corner. Our grandparents went to church and they were all poor. So obviously the church and the mosque were not teaching people how to get money and keep money and to bring it into their existence on a spiritual level. And so I am not anti any religion, but I am anti being broke and religious. So right. for me, that, and Definitely. that's how I came up with spiritual and paid. It was like if religious means being poor because all of the people that i seen in my reality that were religious were pretty right. much poor. None of them had a lifestyle that I desired to have. And I was like, okay, so I am spiritual. I do love God. I do love doing right by people. But I'm also a person that likes to have nice things because I feel like if there are nice things out here to have, why shouldn't I have them? If I like this certain car, why shouldn't I be able to drive it? If there's beautiful places on earth, why can't I take me and my children to these places? Why can I not believe in, be spiritual and be paid? So it was just that I felt like in our community, we needed to mesh the world together, like not just be religious and poor or spiritual and have nothing of material um, possessions and not just be so materialistic that we don't have spirituality. And so for me, that's what spiritual and paid is. It's still being spiritual, connecting with the creator, and using my connection with the creator to bring in the material things that I desire in a material world. So you can't just go on the deep end of either because we are spiritual beings in a material body. So I feel like spiritual and pay is the yin and the yang. It's the balance of the spiritual world and the material world coming together. Yeah, I love it. I really love that. And, you know, I hope that within this, you know, people are opening up their mindsets to see that you can be spiritual and pay, and it's not a sin to want more, you know, because then people go into, like, you know, um, you know, being greedy is a sin, but now God places us on here to fulfill our purpose, and attached to that purpose, you know, he wants us to have abundance, like, we're worthy of abundance, like, he's not, like, go down there and do my work and be broke, I don't think that, <laughs> so... I definitely can agree. So how can someone change their mindset around money to attract more money? Is there really a way to do that, or um, what would be your suggestion? Yes, it it is absolutely a way to do that, and that is pretty much what I teach in my Spiritual and Paid Manifestation Boot Camp is techniques to – Fix your mindset because everything that you have in your life right now is a product of your current conditioning or your previous conditioning and your previous thinking manifested into your reality at the present time. But for actionable steps that your listeners could take now, I would say really go sit down and write down all of the ideas that you have about money, like what comes to your mind when you think about money. Do you say things like, oh, my God, I can't afford that? 
here, these bills again, these bills are just piling up. Like, I don't even want to go to the mailbox. Or do you live in a frequency where when you're going out to eat, you don't really want to tip? Or maybe you go get your hair done or your nails done and you feel like, well, I'm just going to pay what they ask. I'm not going to leave a tip. Start to shift your make mindset shifts on those small things like, how can I afford this? And I'm so thankful that I'm able to pay my bills, and I know that money is coming to me, like money going out, money coming in. So say different affirmations and really just journal and do a mind dump of everything that you feel about money and really go through and say, is this a negative statement? Does this serve me? Um, where did I get this idea from? Why am I capped at this certain income level? What what does it take to get me to the next level? Do I maybe need to ask for assistance? I don't know what I don't know, so maybe I do need to reach out to somebody, or maybe I just need to really acknowledge what it is and put a plan in place to start to save more money and be able to invest and kind of think about what you want your life to look like in the future and don't get so caught up into what it looks like now because a lot of times people get so caught up into what their financial situation looks like now and they feel like it's impossible to come out of that. And it's not. You just have to shift your mindset because where you focus your attention, you'll get more of that energy back. So you have to focus on what you want to create versus what your current reality is. Yeah. I love it. So what have you found the hardest thing for people to get over when it comes to money? Hmm. Like their money mindset. I really think the hardest thing is probably what I just said. People, when they are struggling, it's hard for them to see a different way. Yeah. It's hard for them to see that they, they can Um, change their financial situations around because they Mm -hmm. focus so much on what is versus what they want to create. They just focus on their current reality because they say things like, this is what's real. But if you only focus on what you're believing is real, you can't create what's possible. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So do you think it's possible for people to work less and make more money? You know, I know this has nothing to do with, you know, the previous question. However, it's just something that came to me because, you know, people are always like, well, does that always associate me wanting more money? Does that associate with me working more as well? (laughs) That's a really good question. I actually, the people that I know, the mentors that I have, the people Mm -hmm. that, are around me with the most money, they work the less. They work the least. They work the least. So, yeah, it's definitely possible to work less and have more. Um, You know, they say work smarter, not harder. Yes. The thing about that is because, and and even with my personal um, experience, because that was something for me where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to work hard to get money, and yes. sometimes people will make that keep them from taking 
any action because they feel like they could just meditate all day or think positive and not take action. The thing is, is that when you're in alignment, it's not that you're doing more like you're trying to be at all the places and putting out all of the content and just doing Mm -hmm. everything to where you're burning yourself out. It's about getting into alignment in that everything that you, the action that you are taking, it feels so natural as to your purpose that it doesn't even feel like work. Right. So it, so that is how you work less hard and make more money. But when you get to when you're first starting out, you do have to lay the foundation and do a little bit of the footwork if you don't have the money. So once you have more money, of course, you make your money work for you and your business. You can hire different people to do different things for you, and you're working a lot less harder. But where there's no money, which is energy, because money right. is only energy, it's just energy, you have to put that energy in in another way, which would would be work, if that made sense. Because I don't want to get too woo-woo um, to where yeah. it's not making sense. But where you don't have the, the energy of money, you have the energy of work. So you may have to schedule out all of your social media posts because you're not hiring somebody to do that. So once you get to making more money, you can take that energy and pay somebody to do those activities for you. And so then, in essence, you're working less because your money is working for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. So um, how can a woman be more money conscious to manifest the things that they desire? I think journaling definitely um, played a big part in my life. When I went back to really look at how did I go from a 17-year-old girl that was, you know, like just kicked out of her mom's home, not knowing anything about financial literacy, not really knowing much about the world and how to how to survive, to be honest, to right. being a 32-year-old woman that's able to build a business that has money coming in, able to make investments, being able to travel when I want and do the things that I want to do. And I had to really, like, go sit down and say, like, what did I do? What what did I do to get to where I am now? How did I get myself out of that situation? And it was really I wrote my life into existence. And it may sound like so simple, but it was re- it really was what it was. I have journals all the way back to in calendars all the way back to um, the age of fourteen, actually, where I was writing counting down the days that I turned 18 and I would be able to get my own apartment. And then once I was finally, it happened a little bit sooner, but once I was actually on my own and I had to make a plan, I would write down exactly how much I got paid, um, my checks, and I was only making like $7.15. I would write down how much money I was going to save, how much money – I was going to spend on gas and every, I would put it down to the cent and I would write down and tell my money what it was going to do. And I stuck to my plan that I wrote down. And then as I started to make more money, 
it was the same system. It just the savings got larger, the disposable income grew larger, and the things that I was able to do was bigger and better than, of course, when I was making $7.15 as a teenager. But right. it was really just journaling and telling myself what I was going to do and sticking to my plan. So journaling and writing things down has definitely, definitely, definitely changed my life. Um, major, major, major. That has been like a major key in my mindset shift and just really, really, really being able to write down a plan and stick to it. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Well, I mean, we're getting close to the end. So I just want you to tell our listeners, like, what courses that you have for those who are ready to take their spirituality and paid mentality to the next level. Okay, so I have the Spiritual and Paid Manifestation Academy, and that is where we really dive deep into your childhood traumas or your childhood, you don't necessarily have to have traumas, but your childhood story around money, the reason that you're stuck, and we really dive deep into that to get you clear so that you could start a new journey with money. We also go deep into the things that keep you stuck, like procrastination, because a lot of women that I work with, they say that they procrastinate on a lot of things, like they have all these brilliant ideas, but they feel paralyzed in inaction, like they're not taking action. So right. we go deep into the mindset things in this academy, and we also help you to – I've had clients that have worked with me, and literally when she one client started the program, she was actually – living place to place. She didn't have a place, a solid place to call home. She made the investment in the program, and she started to get more clients. She's now moving into her apartment with her and her daughter, like really just writing down her goals and bringing them into reality. So I really, really help you in this academy. Manifest the things that you say that you desire, whether it's the business or the new house um, and really focus on your money mindset. And that is my signature entry-level program. And then for those who maybe aren't really ready to take that step in investing into themselves as far as, you know, a whole program and getting coaching, I also have my manifestation um, journal, and it's the Spiritual Boss Babe's Ultimate Workbook and Guide to Being Spiritual and Paid, and it helps you to manifest the finances and the life that you desire. And so you guys could get that at www.spiritualandpaid.com and to work with me in the Manifestation Academy, you can find me online at Kiera the Goddess on Instagram or Facebook and you could shoot me a direct message and I will set you up with a free discovery session. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love everything that you have going on. And, I mean, I have one last question for our listeners because I always ask. If you could sum up your current journey in one word, what would it be? Evolution. Evolution. I love it. I love it. Now, why did you choose evolution? Um, Because I've evolved. A lot of times right. when we are so, you know, we're always thinking about where we want to be, 
And I am definitely not where I'm going, but when I look back on where I came, there's just been an evolution from who I was to who I am today. And so, and and I think we should always be evolving until I leave this earth. I'm always going to be on a journey to transform and evolve into the next best version of myself. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love it. So, well, listeners, remember to subscribe to www.infantilyposh.com for upcoming episodes. All of the information Kiara has provided us today will be included in the show notes. Remember, our Posh Pass Atlanta Retreat is happening August 31st, 2019 through September 1st, 2019. Kiara will be one of the speakers there, so come out and join us. Come out and learn how to get crystal clear on how to scale your business. We will have social media workshops, brand strategy sessions, affirmation manifestation sessions, and to close brunch at one of the hottest spots in downtown Atlanta. Lastly, our 90-day dream course is now live. Sign up to receive private intense coaching as well as 24-7 support. You will learn how to ditch the worker's mentality, the key to running your business like a CEO, social media strategies, and lastly, with the scale, how to feel, and grow. We thank you again for listening, and until next time, have a high vibe and fictional week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.